Welcome to The W. This is your host, Paul Winkles, and I will be flying solo tonight. No guests, because it's a Friday night game. And a lot of Fridays, I will, uh, like usual, be uh, flying solo. But the Wolves get the W. 111 to 87, big time over the Mavericks. So, big win for the Timberwolves. And I will come clean here. I did not watch the game live. I actually watched it uh, laying sideways this morning at like 7 in the morning off of my DVR. Went to see a theater performance in Lakeville. Shout out to Expressions Theater putting on Miracle on 34th Street. So nice job. Wolves win 111.87, move to 10-5. and five. The Mavericks drop to 2-14. and 14. A lot of problems over there in Dallas, but uh, this might be by design as this is the last year of the tank. But I kind of had an inclination as far as what was going to happen in this game tonight. Only based on the final score, I turned on my phone and saw a couple texts that were like, so we're good now? And then someone else said, Wolves crushed, you know, before I stopped them and told them I was trying to avoid spoilers. So I knew we were going to get the big win. but. Watching it was very confusing, and if you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about, because we end up winning by 24 points, but it was tied at times in the fourth quarter, so watching, I had some cognitive dissonance there, trying to understand if I just misheard or my intuition was wrong, because at points in the third quarter, even, the Wolves were down by as many points as 14 So the big swing kind of happened there in the third quarter. We'll get there when we kind of break down the game a little bit, but let's just look at some stats for now. Jimmy Butler comes back alive, 8 of 19, scores 21 points, also had a couple three-pointers. Not the cleanest-looking three-point shot, but if it goes in, it counts as a bucket. His uh, couple corner threes helped us out at big moments there in the third quarter. Carl Anthony Towns finishes just 15 points, but only on 10 shots, so we can live with that. Also had 11 rebounds, so another double-double for Big Cat. Wiggins goes 7 of 15 for 19 points. Taj Gibson, 10 points on 2 of 5, did get to the line quite a bit and was able to hit some free throws. Jeff Teague finishes with 15 points, so a pretty balanced scoring load. Uh, Jamal Crawford, we got good Jamal today, so that's always good. 12 points. He had two of three three pointers, and you could tell he was getting the hot hand. He was starting to look for his shot, and for the most part, it worked out today. So, nice job. Jamal literally got zero other stats besides points. So, uh, well, one turnover. We'll give him the one turnover. Bielitsa, seven points on three of four shooting, and just was pretty lights out. Was hoping he would get some more minutes, but as we talked about in the podcast before this one, Gorgie Jang came back. He was only one of five, had four points, three fouls, only had one rebound, one assist in those 10 minutes, so not super efficient, but we'll forgive him for coming back from a layoff. But the problem is, of course, is he's stealing minutes from Bielitsa. So Bielitsa, who has been a revelation to many this season, but anyone following the Wolves closely knew that last year he kind of turned it on in the middle of the season before he got hurt, so... Really continuing that strong play, but he's only getting 12 minutes a game. It's going to be tricky to manage those minutes because, again, you're paying Gorgie Jang $16 million 
a game. I hope that doesn't play into factors as the season goes on that you need to play the guys you're paying because it shouldn't matter at this point. You're going to pay him regardless. But uh, Gorgie Jang gets 10 minutes. That could have gone to Bielitsa, who was quite uh, honestly a more effective player tonight, helping to stretch the floor. Shabazz back down to seven minutes, only had one point, 0 of two shooting. Hey, Aaron Brooks sighting. That's usually a good thing. Um, we hope we don't get blown out too much and see Aaron Brooks, but he got in there. He hit a corner three. He had three points, and Marcus George's hunt got a little run there too, had a steal and two points at the end. But like I said, in the first half, it looked like things were going to go very poorly, and I would have been very nervous had I not known that we end up winning big. So it was kind of like I was waiting for that big turnaround, and I was surprised at how late it happened. First quarter, we actually get outscored 29-24, to and by halftime, the score was 55-43 to Mavericks. And it was kind of the same continuation of problems we've seen in the past when the Wolves have really bad shooting halves, which they did in the first half that allowed Dallas to get up to that 12-point lead. Dallas actually didn't shoot well on the game at all. They only finished, I think, let's pull up some stats here. Mavericks finished the game shooting 37% from the field and 21% from the third or from the three-point line. And actually, the first half, they shot pretty well. They went ice cold, though, in the second half. So their points by quarter in the first was 29, second 26. For the Mavericks in the third quarter and fourth quarter, they only scored 32 combined points. So they almost matched their output from the first quarter in the second half, scoring 17 in the third and 15th in the fourth. So kind of, I hate to say tale of two halves, but that kind of is what happened. If you look at just the way the contested shots in the first half, it wasn't horrible. We've seen worse contests by the Wolves, but the Mavericks Mavericks were just hitting a lot of shots. Second half, we had a lot more hands up, active hands in the face, contesting, not contesting from 10 feet out, but contesting from 5, 4, 3 feet out away from their, uh, away from the shooter. So nice job by the Wolves in the second half. And that's kind of something we saw last year. And so far early in the season, there's been moments where teams just shoot outrageous percentages. And sometimes people are tempted to say, well, we just have bad luck. We ran into this team who is just shooting hot. But the difference between closing out from 10 feet away and closing out from 5 feet away, I think we're starting to see that as the Wolves' defense seems to be improving as we go on. It's hard to tell against a Dallas team, again, that's 2-14 and 14 and is anchored by Dirk Nowitzki, who is essentially on a farewell tour. He's kind of a legacy act at this point. Um, still had a decently effective game from the field, but again, never a strong defender and really didn't do a lot defensively in this game, especially as he's getting older. He did finish 6-for-12, 15 points, but only 1-of-5 from 3 had seven rebounds, only one assist, so didn't really impact the game a whole lot outside of those 15 points. Other stats for the Mavericks, Wesley Matthews, 3 of 11 for eight points. Most of those, I would guess, came in the first half as he hit a couple threes, and he's a guy who always has killed the Timberwolves, so I thought the first half was a bad sign for us, but he did cool off in the second half. Harrison Barnes, 6 of 16 for 18 points. Max 
Maxi Kleber. I don't even know how to say his first name, but zero points as a starter. Not a good look. Dennis Smith Jr., I was a little bit worried about him just from the explosiveness standpoint and maybe getting around Teague fairly easily. Only finished 3 of 12 for 8 points. So he is looking like he's going to be an explosive player, but he doesn't quite have it under control yet. J.J. Barea, one-time Timberwolf, long-time Maverick, 2 of 9, 7 points. He really couldn't get much going. And then Nerlens Noel played 5 minutes, 1 of 2, had 2 rebounds. Not quite sure what's going on with Nerlens. He seems to be kind of like the Shabazz for the Mavericks, and that it's this player who was maybe expecting a bigger contract offer in the offseason, and it just never came. And now he had to take a much smaller contract just on a one-year kind of a prove-it contract. And like Shabazz for Minnesota, he's just getting iced. If you look at Shabazz had seven minutes for us, Nerlens had five for them. That was all in garbage time. So they're kind of in similar situations. Players who at one point seemed like promising players, and now suddenly they seem like they're on the cusp of going to play in China or going to play in Europe. So we'll see how their careers end up. Both still really young, but not giving a chance really to showcase themselves. So it'll be interesting to see where those players... It's tough when you have a draft like this year where there was so much talent infused into the league. Somewhere, players have to drop out of the league. And we see there's still guys sitting on the sideline in free agency names that you've heard of that aren't playing. And you wonder if these guys might be the next wave of players that are kicked out if there's another good draft, which it sounds like there might be a decent draft coming up in 2018. So... Again, we're trying to focus on a game-by-game podcast. i got to keep myself contained and not try to delve into other topics. But I think the big thing is the Timberwolves defense was able to alter shots enough and be in people's faces enough to really bring down that shooting percentage. 37.2, like I said, for the Mavericks. Wolves actually shot really poorly in the first half, but end up with a decent percentage at 46.4. And they shot... 43.3 from three-pointer, which is excellent. 13 of 30 for the Timberwolves. Like we said, Jeff Teague had three of those. Jimmy Butler had three of those. Cat had one. Wiggins had two. Looked good on the catch-and-shoot a few times, which we saw earlier in the season, and we're hoping it would be a continuing trend, but he's cooled off a little bit from three tonight, though. He nailed a couple. Jamal Crawford had two. Nemanja Bielica had one. Again, give more minutes to Belly. Free Belly. He's a caged lion. Free throws. We also outshot them 23 for us. We were 20 of 23 for 87, 15 of 17. So that continues the trend of every game this season. The Timberwolves have outshot their opponent in free throws. Which, if we continue that trend up and we also outshoot them from three, I don't see how this Timberwolves team loses. Teams that shoot a lot of free throws tend to be the aggressive drive to the hoop, go for layups, you know, shorter, closer to the rim shots. That's usually how you get your free throws. So if you're also tacking on a three-point advantage to that, you're going to see a lot of 24-point wins. Looking at the four factors, I haven't really talked about the four factors, but there's kind of this uh, trend going on with the NBA that people look at the four factors in a game to see which team won those four factors. And typically, if you win those four factors or win three 
of them, you're going to win the game. So the four factors, effective field goal percentage, the Wolves won that one. That takes into account that three-pointers are worth three. So technically, a field goal for a two-pointer is worth one, and then a three-pointer is worth 1.5 two-pointers. So the effective field goal percentage is impacted by your three-point percentage and how many of them you make. So the Wolves finished with a 54.2% effective field goal percentage. Dallas, just 41.9. Turnover percentage, the Wolves also won that battle 9.6 to 10.5. That one is a formula that takes into account uh, turnovers compared to field goal attempts and free throws. It's kind of a confusing one, but the Wolves won it, so I won't get into that. Rebounding percentage is also a factor. Um, Actually, offensive rebounding percentage, it's a formula that takes into account how many times you get an offensive rebound compared to your opponent getting the defensive rebound. Wolves won that one 26.8% to 22.9%. And the free throw measure is not just a straight-up percentage, but also takes into account how often you make them. And the Wolves did both at a Pretty good clip. 23.8 for the Timberwolves to 17.4 for Dallas. Even though they shot a higher percentage, we got there more. So that's how you win that one. Props to American Airlines Center. They actually sold out tonight. I guess Dallas has been a pretty good franchise, really, for the past decade, two decades, ever since Mark Cuban had it. They've typically had a winning record, made the playoffs. Dirk has been a huge part of that. But a two-win team able to get a sellout pretty good it is a friday night so and it is air conditioning and they are down in dallas so maybe that's a reason people come in good on them to be able to sell out but the timberwolves good on them for getting the w moving to 10 and 5 third straight win for the timberwolves i would love to talk up tyus as i always do but tonight didn't really have a huge impact 15 minutes just two points he had four assists so there you go tyus is the catalyst timberwolves again trailed as late as mid-third quarter, it was tied a few minutes into the fourth quarter, and then they just took off. I think it started, the turnaround kind of started with a Jeff Teague three, where it bounced off the front of the rim. It was really an ugly shot. The Wolves, up to that point, had had a lot of ugly shots. Teague's hit the front of the rim, somehow bounced over the backspin, pushed it forward, bounced off the glass, then hit another side of the rim and somehow found its way in. And it seemed like after that, the Wolves couldn't miss. And really, I think it was the defensive energy that led to the offensive rhythm. So they didn't have to run a lot of set plays during the run. It was getting stops, getting out quickly, finding open shooters in rhythm, whether it's in transition. I know Wiggins had a transition three. We had some corner threes off of pretty short shot clocks, just maybe five or ten seconds into him. So a lot of good pace for the Timberwolves in the second half. And really, once they got on that run, it snowballed with the lead up to, I believe, 26 was the biggest lead. And we finish with the 24-point lead. So big win for the Timberwolves. Any win on the road is a good thing, especially against a team that you should beat. So it seemed a little trap gamey, but fortunately, the Timberwolves able to win that one. And uh, happy Friday night for everyone who stayed in and watched the Timberwolves game. Or happy Saturday morning to everyone who watched DVR style. Next up for the Timberwolves Sunday night, they will be at home against the lowly Detroit Pistons. Wrong. They're 10-5. and five. Who knew? The Detroit Pistons, who blew us out earlier this season, 
they now come to our house, and we will hopefully return that favor. They are 10-5, and five, like I said, second in the Eastern Conference. So the Timberwolves third in the Western Conference. Are we seeing a finals preview Sunday night? Make it out to the game, and if you can't make it out to the game, watch it on TV. And if you can't watch it on TV, listen to Alan Horton on Wolves Radio. And if you can't do any of those things, listen to the game recap here on the W. Sunday night. We'll see you then.